listening to the Sweetwater Now News Show. Local news when you need it, how you need it. And now, today's hosts, Dave Aaronbill and Stephanie Thompson. Welcome to this week's edition of the Sweetwater Now News Show podcast. It's Friday, February 18th. I'm Dave Aaronbill along with Stephanie Thompson. Today's podcast is brought to you by Sonic Drive-In. Well, it might be a little brisk out there, but it's never too cold for ice cream. This month, Sonic Drive-In is featuring the Double Stuff Oreo Blast or Waffle Cone, 100% real ice cream with crunchy, creamy Oreo cookie crumbles, and either a Blast or a Waffle Cone. Get it today at your locally owned Sonic Drive-In 97 Gateway Boulevard in Rock Springs. And the podcast is also brought to you today by Western Wyoming Community College, offering a four-year online business degree at an unbelievable price. Find out everything going on at Western by checking out their Mustang Connection Facebook page or visit their website, www.westernwyoming.edu. Well, Stephanie, we're going to kick off today's podcast with some kind of late-breaking news yesterday afternoon. Wyoming Governor Mark Gordon has brokered a deal to keep the Jim Bridger power plant open beyond April 30th. The deal was reached by Pacific Corps and the state to keep Unit 2 of the power plant operational beyond the April deadline. The agreement provides that Wyoming will agree to Pacific Corps' plan to eventually convert Units 1 and 2 to gas. The change may take up to two years, but Gordon says it's important to Wyoming that both units continue to operate until that conversion. Unit 2 is currently operating under a suspension order issued by Gordon on December 31st, which allows continued operation to the end of April. Yesterday's agreement is the product of many hours of negotiations, technical reviews, and compromise by all parties involved. Pacific Corps has agreed to issue a request for proposal for carbon capture facilities to be added to Jim Bridger's three and four units as well. This agreement ensures Pacific Corps' compliance with regional haze requirements and that the parties will work to amend the company's permits permits and the state's implementation plan to reflect the conversion to natural gas. Gordon said he's confident this agreement represents a sound path forward and he remains hopeful that the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency will agree to that. So that's some good news coming out of Jim Bridger to mm-hmm. heading into the weekend, right? For sure. We got some more good news, I guess, if you like drinking alcohol at the movie theater. And movies, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two of my favorite things. <laughs> For sure. So starting in April, April 1st, actually, Star Stadium Theaters will be able to serve beer, wine, and other mixed drinks. On Tuesday, the Rock Springs City Council approved a restaurant liquor license request from Encore Cinemas, Inc., which does business as Star Stadium Theaters. Uh, Councilor David Halter was the only one to vote no against that license. Um, During the public hearing portion of that meeting, uh, Star Stadium Theaters General Manager Jonathan Crawford answered questions from the council. Crawford said the theater is planning on offering six to eight prepackaged items, such as wine and beer, for patrons to choose from. He said that way they can kind of keep it simple to serve. Customers will only be allowed two drinks per day at the theater. And Crawford said they are actually going to be installing a system that can track how many beverages a person has purchased per day. In addition, the theater will also be installing a scanner to read driver's licenses and passports, but and they will also be more cameras added in the lobby area. According to Crawford, there will be around 20 cameras throughout the uh, throughout the commons areas. Um, they will also be sure to make sure all of the employees distributing the alcohol receive tips training and that they are the appropriate age to sell the alcohol. 
The issue was brought up as to what would happen to prevent someone from purchasing the alcohol and then giving it to a juvenile when they were in a movie theater. Uh, Crawford said theater employees will walk through the auditoriums and they can always ask mall security for enforcement to help if that issue arises. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I guess if you're going to see a double feature, you better pace yourself, huh? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Only two per day, so. All right, well, uh, graduation rates were the hot topic of discussion this week at the Sweetwater County School District Number 1 board meeting. Rock Springs High School Principal Glenn Supis told the board that the projected graduation rate in 2023 should be around 79%. Now, that reflects a 6% inc- increase over the rate in 2021, a number which actually dropped by 3.5% from the 2020 graduation rate. Supis said 60 students have dropped out of the current senior class, which also contributes to the graduation rates. He said placements such as students transferring out of the district or missing school because of legal or mental health issues affect the overall graduation rate as well. Supis and his staff are studying data and working on a plan to increase those rates moving forward. He'll present those findings and recommendations to the board in April. But Stephanie, there is a silver lining from the presentation this week. Black Butte High School principal Bryant Blake reports his school increased graduation numbers by almost 23% last year. He attributed part of the success to improved attendance and the dedication of his staff to maintain consistent support for students. Meetings with parents and students to address attendance concerns and creating individual plans of support helped build a successful program at the school. Credit recapture also played a part in being uh, in helping with the graduation rates there. This is a new program of Black Butte, which allows students to earn back a credit in the second semester if they failed the class in the fall. Hiring a graduation coach was also instrumental in the graduation rate improvement at Black Butte. Meanwhile, Farson Eden High School principal Barbara Zonico uh, was happy to report that all 18 seniors in her school graduated last year. Farson Eden High School has maintained a 100% graduation rate since 2016, and 12 seniors are on track to graduate in 2022. So congratulations to all those schools involved, and we'll, we'll see what happens with, uh, with the plan from uh, Principal Supis. Sonic Drive-In is doubling your delight with the return of the Double Stuff Oreo Waffle Cone and Blast. The Double Stuff Oreo Waffle Cone is made of chocolate Oreo cookies and layered with sweet Oreo cream, filled with real ice cream and topped with another layer of sweet Oreo cream and Oreo cookie pieces. The Double Stuff Oreo Blast is a spoonable dessert featuring real ice cream blended with sweet Oreo cream and Oreo cookie pieces, topped with even more Oreo cookie pieces. The new frozen desserts are available now through March 27th while supplies last. Sonic Drive-In, 97 Gateway Boulevard in Rock Springs. Western Wyoming Community College now offers a bachelor's degree in business management to give you the skills you need for your dream job. Enrich your business, interpersonal, and leadership skills while expanding your ability to listen, think critically, resolve conflict, lead, and manage timelines and projects. The entire degree can be completed online at a community college price. Learn more about Western's bachelor's degree at westernwyoming.edu forward slash bachelors. So we have some kind of interesting news coming out of the Sweetwater County Commission this week. So they approved a nearly 42,000 budget amendment Thursday, uh, Tuesday morning rather, to help cover unexpected expenses in the commissioner's operating budget. Bonnie Berry, Sweetwater County Accounting Manager, said the funds are being moved from the county's general reserves to increase the Sweetwater County Commissioner's operating budget 
by four by $41,842. Barry said the county was attempting to pay for the Wyoming Coalition of Local Governments dues and couldn't because there simply just wasn't enough funds in that operating budget. Uh, the CGL dues were $17,500. Additionally, the county also needs to pay for Western States and Tribal Nations Natural Gas Initiative dues, which are around $5,000. They also needed $20,000 to be moved over to cover the cost of the specific purpose tax, tax ballot initiative marketing, which is going to be done by TurnCorps. And lastly, just under $3,000 was moved for the commissioner's expensive from the 2020 legislation session, including their mileage and meals. Barry is predicting another additional operating cost of around uh, $5,000 for the rest of the fiscal year. So there was nearly $9,000 still left in the operating budget, which, you know, wasn't enough. And so she subtracted all the above expenses and reached the number that it was around $42,000 that they had to have. So they made that budget amendment and they should be good to go for a while. All right. Speaking of being good to go. Are you flying out of the Southwest Wyoming Regional Airport anytime soon? Well, if so, you'll notice a very nice change to the baggage system when you do. Airport Director Devin Brubaker said the Transportation Security Administration has installed a new piece of high-tech baggage screening equipment at the airport. So gone are the days of standing in long lines while TSA meticulously goes through each piece of luggage or carry-on item. This new equipment will simply scan your checked baggage and off you'll go. uh, Brubaker is excited about the new equipment because the technology will streamline the check-in process while adding efficiency, convenience, and enhanced security. The new tech will flag only those bags that set off an alarm, thus requiring a manual TSA check. Brubaker said the scan creates a very clear image of a bag's contents um, that's just like the bigger airports that you see and enhances TSA's capability to detect threatening items. All the more reason to travel directly out of Rock Springs rather than making that long haul to Salt Lake City International Airport. Um, So that'll be a nice little change up up there on the hill. Western Wyoming Community College is a special place for a lot of residents, and it's the same feeling for Lucas and Rebecca Kajar, who recently made a $125,000 donation to the school's wrestling program. Lucas wrestled for the Mustangs in the 2004-2005 season under Bill Hodges, who is now an assistant on the current coaching staff. At the time, Art Castillo would come in and drill with the teams, and Lucas always respected him. He says he's watched Art build the program over the years, and Lucas said he's always been impressed with the program and its focus not only on the sport, but on building good individuals. During his time at Western, Lucas met his wife, Rebecca, who played basketball for the Lady Mustangs. The two married, and of course, you know, along comes five children uh, for them. Western served as the... They've got their own little basketball team, don't they? They do. Uh, So Western kind of served as the beginning of their family and the creation of their future lives together. Lucas' cousin, Christian Smoot, is currently on Western's wrestling team and earned a trip to the national tournament next month. 
Lucas and Rebecca are currently working on opening a private school in Liberty Lake, Washington. The school will center around athletics and, of course, wrestling in particular. And the goal is not only to educate and bring, build strong individuals, rather, but also produce wrestlers that they can then feed into that Western strong wrestling program. Right so that's on. just amazing. Yeah, great. That's that's got to be one of the one of the uh, biggest contributions made to the, any program up at Western. So. Uh, very nice, nice contribution by that couple. Well, uh, just a couple things to mention to you here for the weekend. The Frostbite Family Fun Run will take place tomorrow morning at 9.30 at Expedition Island in Green River. Now, this event is broken down into three different races, a one-mile run, 5K, and for you hardy runners, a 10K competition. Meanwhile, in Rock Springs, residents are taking the plunge into icy cold waters at the Jackalope Jump. This event will be held in the pond at the uh, Wataha Sports Complex north of Rock Springs. Registrations starts at 10 and the jump and the jumps start at noon all funds raised will go to uh, special olympics wyoming and i know stephanie you're going out there to cover that but are you gonna participate no when, when, I'm, when I'm are you gonna aware. participate <laughs> that's what uh um Chief Dwayne Pacheco asked me yesterday, and I told him I'd fallen through the ice in Minnesota one time ice fishing, and I just don't have a desire to <laughs> do it was, again. That was the only plunge you're going to take, huh? <laughs> Maybe I'll work up the courage one of these years. <laughs> Let that temperature get a little <laughs> higher. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Thanks for listening, folks. Brought to you today by Western Wyoming Community College, offering a four-year online business degree at an unbelievable price. Find out everything going on at Western by checking out their Mustang Connection Facebook page or visit their website, www.westernwyoming.edu. And thanks also to Sonic Drive-In. It's a little cold outside, but never too cold for ice cream. This month, Sonic Drive-In is featuring the Double Stuff Oreo Blast or Waffle Cone. That's 100% real ice cream with crunchy, creamy Oreo cookie crumbles in either a Blast or a Waffle Cone. Get it today at your locally owned Sonic Drive-In 97 game. Gateway Boulevard in Rock Springs. For Stephanie Thompson, I'm Dave Arabelle. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast and enjoy your weekend, everyone.